Welcome and join us as we do life as men, tackling relevant topics unfiltered, keeping it real while keeping the balance. This is the KTB Podcast. Welcome to the KTB Podcast. I am your host, Ernie Pena, and I've got my co-host here, Raymond Red Durant. That's right. And we are keeping the balance. And so if this is your first time uh, joining us, welcome. This is our podcast. And just put in a, a quick plug. You can feel free to reach us. You know, give us feedback. We welcome it wholeheartedly. You never even know. We may even mention your feedback and your review of whatever the case may be on our next podcast. You can feel free to email us at ktbpodcast at gmail.com. And... You can also reach us at Twitter at the KTB Podcast. So any way you feel comfortable reaching us, reach out. We love your feedback, just like Ernie said. We'd love to hear what you guys think about our show. That's right, one hundred percent, man. Because we are newbies. Oh yeah, <laughs> in, in the podcast game, we are newbies, and so this is our episode zero zero one, our official episode zero zero one. And you know what? This is just pretty much speaking to you, the audience, and pretty much uh, trying to to reach out to you and letting you know who we are, what we are, what we're doing here, and what you'll end up hearing. And so within this podcast, uh, you got my myself and Raymond. We're not doing this for any glory whatsoever. We're actually just doing this uh, because it, it, it stemmed from many different conversations that we've had yeah. with many different people of uh, different walks of life. And a lot of these conversations, we've all been able to take something away from it, man. Yeah. These are just raw conversations between Christian men. We've been able to just kind of just chop it up and just, just bounce ideas off of each other and just have genuine raw conversations, man. It's been really productive, really good. That's right. So... To, to uh, start this off, you know what, as our first episode, um, let me introduce myself, you know, and, and who I am. Again, my name is Ernie Pena, and I am a husband to a beautiful, spicy wife, <laughs> Josie Pena. Uh, we just, uh, this month of November, celebrated 17 years married. And Woo-hoo. I have, uh, yeah, that's right, man. 17. It's, yeah, come on, somebody. Yeah. And so, we are here by the grace of God, man. <laughs> <laughs> and with my four beautiful kids, uh, two teenagers, uh, starting from the oldest, Annalette, uh, then my boy Angelo, who is 15, oh, and he's 16, Angelo's 15, and my preteen, Adriel, is going to be 13, and my boy Victor, the last but not least, uh, 10-year-old. And so, we have been living in Norfolk, Virginia for... I want to say 15, 16 years. We, we got here 2004, I want to mm. say. Two, 2000. Well, I got here 2004, five-ish, 2004. And I brought my wife down here in 2005. Um, and, and so, you know what? Um, this, this is who we are. We, like, like I said, celebrated 17 years married. Um, I work as a junior project manager for... Navy radar systems. Uh, that's all I can say. Anything else, I'd have to kill you. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> but um, no, I I have a pretty good, career, a very good career. Uh, work with a great group uh, group of people. Wouldn't want to have it any other way. Um, I have a bachelor's degree in project man in business and project management, and associate's degree in business administration, 
and I am a long-standing disciple of, uh, of of the Norfolk Potter's House Christian Fellowship Church. My pastor is Pastor Carlos Morales. I submit wholeheartedly uh, um, un, under his headship and his leadership. He is my spiritual father. He is the man that I first heard preach, and um, and I have been here ever since through the highs and the lows. But I, I got to tell you, it was never like that. That's not where it started. That's where I am now, but that's not where I used to be. Where I used to be, um, and if I could just paint a picture for you for a minute, um, picture a young, a young Hispanic kid from Queens, New York, being raised in the projects, uh, a father who left at the age of seven or eight years old, um, raised by a single mother, uh, working double shifts at Goldwater uh, Memorial Hospital on Roosevelt Island in Queens. Mm. Uh, older brother who joined the Marine Corps when I was just a teenager. Um, I have an older uh, stepbrother who we really never got in contact with each other, but we uh, still, you know, it's still every now and then, hey, Merry Christmas and Happy New Year. But when I was young and raised in the, in, in the streets of Queens, New York, Astoria, um, my mother was never home. She did her best. I, I got to take my hats off to her. She did her best at trying to raise these two teenagers in in Queens, New York. Um, but but the streets won, at least in, in my case. The uh, streets took over. They appealed to me. They they showed something to me that, uh, you know, a, what, what a thoroughbred really was, um, what um, your word is your bond means. And I saw this through a brotherhood of other Latin brothers who call themselves the Latin Kings. And so I saw that. I saw the girls. I saw the the guys, the camaraderie, the um the the alcohol, the fun, the smoking, the cocaine, the weed. I saw all of that and I wanted it. And I wanted somewhere that where I where I belonged. Somewhere especially at a at a young teenage age, you know, really didn't know what my identity was, that I want to be the tough guy, that I want to be the smart guy. I mean, I was a special ed, so I definitely wasn't going to be the smart guy. (laughs) (laughs) So, you know, that's, uh, so I, I gave myself to these group of misfits, you know, uh, and, and all they were, were a bunch of troublemakers and I fit right in. I fit right in, man. And boy, did, uh, did, did they take me for a ride? You know, they were, there were there there was a lot of things that I ended up doing that I regret till this day. Um, there was a lot that that had I had to grow up really really fast. You know, I was a very gullible kid when I was a young teenager. Um, I learned not to be so gullible real real quick. Rolling with these people, rolling with these cats, they they call themselves lions. You know, but in all reality, they were a bunch of pussy cats. <laughs> 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 you know, and no offense to anybody who who is listening to this, who I I don't know where where you're at, or or if you still bang with the Latin Kings, I have no clue, brother. But I'm but I'll tell you right now that I'm a grown man, and I'm speaking on behalf of a young, lost, confused Ernie. You know that that was raised in the streets back then. And so, long story short, got got into a lot of trouble, uh, got kicked out of high schools. And ended up bouncing around, uh, trying to figure out who I was and what I wanted to be. Made my way, um, took, took, took an out that my mom gave me. 
my older brother was stationed in Camp Pendleton in San Diego, California. So she made the offer. He made the offer of, hey, if Ernie's getting into too much trouble, send him my way. And she saw that as an opportunity to to, to give me a chance. I don't know if it was a better chance at life. Till this day, I never really asked her, why did you send me away? Because I saw it. I took it as a way of, man, this is an easy out for you, mom. Right. You know, because I know she was tired of getting called by the principal, by the dean. Right. Embarrassing phone calls to her hospital, you know. Announcing her her name through the microphone, I can only imagine. You know, working at a hospital, Mrs. Pena, please report to the office. Oof. Your son's school is on the phone. <laughs> you know, and so right, yeah, and she got a lot of those calls, bro. I I'll tell you right now. And so, uh, I I never really knew why she decided to, but but to me, there was there was a point where I didn't even live at home. I lived in different places. I lived in different houses. Um, or I, I would say that I'd be spending the night somewhere, but I really wasn't. I was at somebody's house party, uh, somebody's trap house where they, where they, where they dealt drugs, where the, the weed was readily accessible, where the alcohol was readily accessible, where the girls were readily. And so I spent time in a lot of these, these, these places, man. And, uh, till this day, <laughs> even when my kids wake me up, I got a little bit of PTSD because <laughs> I remember, man, being, you know, knocked out uh, from being hung over or being just 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 drugged out, man. And then all of a sudden somebody yanking me off of a couch trying to choke me out or, you know, different scenarios that way where I had to fend for, uh, for myself at a very young age. And so I took the opportunity once my mom gave me the, uh, the opportunity to get out of Queens and I went ahead and did that. Uh, to, to try to start over, you know, I, I bought onto what my, my older brother was trying to do and he, he was trying to be there for me because he knew that my, my father wasn't there for us. And so he tried to help out and my, my hat goes off to him too, because I gave him a hard time. There were a lot of fights, a lot of things that I did in California because I didn't blend in there. Long story short, I ended up in San Diego job Corps. I ended up dropping out of high school in San Diego job Corps. I ended up picking up a trade. I ended up um, uh, getting my GED, man, and um, and then meeting my my beautiful wife. She actually encouraged me to to do the night school program and get my actual high school diploma. So I got I got two diplomas, man. Nice. You know, I went from from being a stupid ESL special <laughs> slash special uh, special ed kid struggling in in middle school and high school to having two diplomas, a GED and the high school diploma. I got my my GED here, the high school diploma. I don't know where that's at. <laughs> that's awesome. It's it, you know, and and so that's where I ended up meeting my wife, my beautiful wife. And and at the time, I was doing what every teenage, what every sixteen, seventeen year old wanted to do. You know, when you see a beautiful <laughs> girl. And so let me just leave it at that. You know, <laughs> what up, shorty? <laughs> What's good, ma? You know, and it was. She saw that. She saw trouble from a mile away, man. When I tried hitting her. Uh, trying to try to try to hit on her, and she's like, she 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 turned me down cold, cold, <laughs> cold you, bro. Shot you down, shot me down, bang bang, bro. <laughs> my jaw was on the ground. I had to pick my face up from the floor, <laughs> walk away from the situation, reevaluate it. That was the first girl that act, that actually. But you didn't give up. Kept it real with me, man. And I saw that, and I was like, this this chick is keeping it real with me. <laughs> she really is saying that she's not interested, and I refuse to believe that. <laughs> <laughs> At that time. I'm not I, giving up. I took it as a challenge, bro. The challenge is on. <laughs> and so I went out for the hunt. But the approach that I took was trying to befriend her, man. And I, I don't know where that came from. I just saw that she was a pretty cool girl, you know. That was and, wisdom right there. And I wanted to get to know her, bro. And who, who knows what that was, man. I mean, 
I know I've had gray hair since I was 13. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know if that's the wisdom. That's, where, that's when it started. That's when it started. <laughs> but, um, yeah, you know what? I do trace trace wisdom back to when I first met my, uh, uh, my wife. She actually helped me. Uh, help keep me out of a lot of trouble that I probably would have ended up in even more, man. And in trying to win her over through friendship, I ended up falling in love with her. And um, you know what? That's one thing that I never regret. And I'm glad that she was able to to receive me for who I was because that was the first girl that I was able to be transparent with 100% without the fear of being judged. And I was afraid to do that with anybody else, man, because I was so insecure. And um, you know what? So... Long story short, I keep saying that because I keep on adding on, but I'm trying to summarize a lot of the different things in my life. There's a you lot know? of details. A lot of details, you know, that you as the audience, mm-hmm. you're listening to this and you'll be able to see, you know, little bits and pieces of me come out as the different podcasts come on. So right. just 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 follow along with the ride, man. But let me let me let me bring this to a close. Um, I ended up moving back to New York and um, and I was with my wife, my my newly born daughter, Annalette. She was she was born in San Diego. Uh, we uh, we accepted the invite from my mom and and her taking care of us and trying to start start over, start fresh in Queens, New York again. And it didn't work out. I ended up joining the Navy and um, uh, and with the the Navy, uh, different different things transpired and happened where I ended up in Norfolk, Virginia, and in Norfolk, Virginia. I was out here, still trying to party like I was single. My my wife was in New York. I didn't have an apartment down here, and you know what? I ended up um, uh, through through different things that transpired. I ended up moving her down here. But here we are, young couple in our in in our like I think we were twenty one or twenty two years old, man. Really, young. first time ever really living with each other, you know, because we always lived with somebody else, one of her relatives, one of my relatives, and so. First time by ourselves under our own, our own roof. And, uh, dude, it was wild and insane. Fights clashing all the time. On on the verge of divorce, we were just done with each other. And I used to go to this Puerto Rican guy who uh, used to cut hair. You know, I, he still does, Ruben. I'm Shout out Ruben. to, uh, yeah. to Ruben, Poppy Cuts. That's what he goes by, you know. He's and a really so, good guy, I remember. I met him a few times. I think he cut my hair a few times. He yeah, yeah. Really genuine, good guy. Real, real genuine, good uh, good guy. First Christian man that I ever met, and he never used to allow cussing in his barbershop. I broke that rule every single time, <laughs> and he was real gracious with me, just bring it to my attention, like, hey, no cussing, please. And I'm like, my bad. <laughs> but, and so, hey, it was through him that um, Yuli Frozola from the Potter's House used to go to get haircuts from him, and he knew him. They were two Christian brothers that used to talk on a regular basis. And every single time it seemed like that I would sit in Ruben's chair, I'd be his last customer and I would vent to him all the different frustrations Mm. and different things in life that I'd be going through. And in one of those times, I just didn't say a word. And he looked at me and he said, man, I want to tell you something. And he said, I believe God can help you with your marriage. Me and my wife had just gotten done with a really, really bad, ugly argument, but we were done. I was going to send her back to California and I was just going to continue here, try to figure out how we could see the kids some way, somehow, but it was done. And he said that, and it, it, it I felt offended because I'm like, who do you think you are speaking? It, who told you mm-hmm. that I just got through this bad fight with my wife? And he looked at me, and he's like, hey, listen, I just felt God tell me to, to say that to you. And, I man, my, my 
I, I turned into a big teddy bear, bro. <laughs> I went from being all hardcore to being like, so squishy. How'd you, how'd you know? You know, like, <laughs> yeah. I was just, you know, still with that demeanor, like, all upset. But I began to listen to him. And and that's when he connected me with Yuli Ferrozola. He didn't, Ruben didn't even go to our church. But he knew of a good brother and right. of a good church right. uh, with a lot of young couples. And so, um, because church to me was for old people. Yeah. You know, it wasn't for me at all. <laughs> At all. And so I ended up, uh, he made me call Yuli right then and there. He called him and left him a voice message. Um, Yuli ends up calling me and following up. And we ended up actually living in the same apartment complex, Mariner's Watch. He lived on one end and I lived on the other end. I think half and the Potter's house lived at uh, Mariner's Watch. Oh, yeah, man. Right? When I first started going going to church, Pastor Colonna lived Mariner's in Mariner's Watch. Mariner's Watch was the spot, man. That was, oh, the, uh, that was the lighthouse right bro, there. Bro, so many people, man, lived there. And so... It's completely different now. Oh, completely different. <sighs> yeah. And so um, we ended up, me and my wife ended up receiving the invitation from Yuli and his wife, Vettel, to come to church. We went on a Wednesday night in January 6th, I'm going to say, and um, and our lives changed, and we gave our lives to Jesus Christ. So I am the man that I am today um, because I gave my life to Jesus Christ, and me and my wife are here celebrating 17 years married, and I am here because, and, and able to say, I have a bachelor's degree now. I am a disciple. I consider myself a disciple with a calling to go preach the gospel one day. And it's all because of Jesus, man. And so that's not where it started, though. You know, it started with this, you know, down in the humble beginnings, man. Just a kid from Queens, New York. Um, But here I am now by the by the grace of God and you, the audience. I would love to invite you into into our lives, into my life, man. And and how I live life now, considering where I came from. Amen. That's good stuff, man. Hey. Oh, yeah, I got to follow that, huh? <laughs> oh, okay, well, um, here we go. Well, I said earlier, my name is uh, Raymond, Raymond Red Durant. A lot of people call me Red because uh, I'm, I'm light-skinned. In, in, in the community, the black community, we call light-skinned people Red Bones. And, and so that's kind of fitting. It's also my initials, my name. So so people call me Red. But um, so uh, I... I'm 34 years old. I've been married for 12 years now to my beautiful wife. And we have, yeah, thank thank you, thank you. We have four children together. We have three boys. Uh, My oldest uh, is uh, 15, that's Raymond. And then my second oldest is Aiden. And then there's Cameron, he's my youngest boy. And then in January, we had our first little girl, uh, Eliana, and she is my little angel, and she can never do anything wrong. <laughs> that's right. <laughs> right for right now, right? So that that's my story. I'm sticking to it. <laughs> but um, we live here in Norfolk, Virginia. I um, I did eight years in the Navy, aviation electronics. Uh, I separated from the Navy, and now I am a submarine electronic repair technician. That's all I can say, or I have to kill you because me and Ernie <laughs> actually work for the same company. So, you know, we can't let too much information out, or we will have to off you. No, I'm, kidding. Right. I'm, I'm kidding. I'm kidding. <laughs> you know, loose lips sink See, ships. Come on, come on, somebody. So, um, yeah, we've been here in um, Virginia since 2007. Uh, we go to the Potter's House Church with uh, with Ernie as well, and we've been in church for coming up on 
Uh, actually, it's a little bit over 10 years. Mm. A little bit over 10 years. Time flies, man. Yeah, man. Um, and the uh, same pastor, Pastor Morales, and uh, assistant pastor, Pastor Rodriguez. Yeah. Uh, uh, we've been, Like I said, we've been here for 10 years, and we've it's family now. It is, man. And, um, it really is, bro. And life is good. But um, every, every story has a beginning, and it wasn't always like this. Uh, I remember growing up. It's funny because me and Ernie actually have a lot of similarities. It's weird. I was just talking to my mom. You were Latin King too? I knew it. Oh, yeah. I was like, <laughs> you know it. You know I'm the Latin King. Ole. Ole. <laughs> but no, no. Uh, I was just I was just talking to my mother the, the, the other day, and we actually both are from Queens, New York. Yeah. We both lived in Woodside Projects in That's Queens. Right. Woodside Projects, baby. We both went to PS One Fifty One. Yes, PS One Fifty One, man. And so it's it's crazy. I, I've kind of been following Ernie my entire life, and we didn't even realize it. Oh wait, for for, for those that don't know what PS, I, I know that it may sound like a prison, but it, it's, <laughs> it stands for a public school. Public school number one fifty one. Yeah, just really number one fifty one. So uh, it's just crazy. So I so I. Uh, through ages from ages one through nine, we lived in New York, and um, a lot like I said, a lot of similarities to, to Ernie's uh, testimony. Um, my mother uh, pretty much raised us a single mom. My dad was in and out of my life, but that's because he was in and out of prison, and that's that's a whole nother story, and I don't want to get too much into that. But um, my mother was a, a, a strong single woman, and she is probably one of the hardest workers I've ever seen in my life. Her work. Her work ethic is out of this world. Everywhere she works, she instantly becomes a manager once people hear her talk and she, she gets to going. And it's just, my mother, she's just a strong woman. And she raised uh, myself and my two sisters. I have one older sister and one younger sister. And and she did that, you know, by the by the sweat of her brow. And um, uh, I love my mother for everything she's done for us. Um, so from ages one to nine, we lived in New York and then, uh, things happened and we ended up uh, when my mother separated from uh, my younger sister's uh, father we moved to uh, South Carolina uh, you know just for a, a new start a new start on life and so uh, uh, oh geez I'm losing track of what's going on here so we moved to South Carolina and um, long story short I met my wife in, in high school me and my wife have been together since high school and you know uh, high school sweethearts, hearts, high school sweethearts, yeah, man. Uh, it's it's been a while. So we we've, we've actually been together since two thousand and two. So we we go back quite a ways. Is that was it seventeen years? Eighteen years? Eighteen years, right? Yeah, man. Oh my gosh, eighteen years. I've I've known my wife and we've we've uh, we've been together for a, a good while. Well, long story short, we had our first son while we were still in high school. And so that was um, that was m- one of my first like early challenges. So so at, at what age did you have little Raymond? How how old were you? I was seventeen and my wife was sixteen. Bro. Yeah. Wow, you had yeah. to learn how to grow up real real quick. Because when me and we when me and Josie had Annie, we were nineteen already. Yeah, dude. I yeah, mean, that's, that's we were we, we were super young, super immature. We were twenty, but we got married at nineteen, bro. You guys. Jeez, dude. Yeah, dude. It was it was rough, man. We we, we were forced to grow up really fast. Mm-hmm. And then on top of that, we grew up together. 
Mm-hmm. And so, like, you, you see people change as you grow older and, you know, people's personalities change and their priorities change and things like that. Bro, my daughter's 16. <laughs> yeah, it's a scary thought. My son is 15. So, I'm, I, I, I think about it sometimes. Wow. Like, if my son right now was to get a girl pregnant, get a girl pregnant oh, it would be... My gosh. It would be what you went through. Yeah, and, but by, by God's grace, like... My um my father in law hurt my wife's father. Mm-hmm. He's such a good guy. Yeah, he's a really good guy. Yeah, and um, you know we kind of worked things out and tried to make the be- we made the best of it. Mm-hmm. You know um I, I had plans to join the navy at the time, and and the plans you know uh, the wife was pregnant, so I, I was in the delayed entry program, and um, so they actually they actually held me in the delayed entry program so that I could see the birth of my son. So actually, when my oldest was born, I was actually home for a year before I actually left wow. for the Navy. And so, you know, we joined the Navy and, you know, hope, hopes that things would uh, get better. But that's not all the way. That's not always the way uh, things go. So um, we get married and military relationships can be kind of shifty. Oh, come on, somebody. It would be very difficult. You ain't lying, bro. And so (laughs) naturally we ran into problems, you know? Um, And without getting into too much detail, uh, one time when I was deployed, uh, some things transpired. Mm -hmm. And and that was a a huge breaking point uh, in our marriage. And and it was looking like things were were on the rocks. And in the meantime, you know, a lot of you guys, um, I don't know if the listeners don't know, but a lot of the guys that are in our church, we, we were all stationed together at some point. Yeah. And so in the time that I was stationed on board the Iwo Jima, it was myself, uh, Ernie, Milton, Anthony, mm-hmm. uh, Dustin, and Scott Mead, right? Yeah. So right. all of these guys, ex- minus myself, were all saved. They were all saved. They all have their stories that tie in somehow. And they, they would all have their, their little powwows in uh, one of the shops. And I would come in dancing or whatnot and... <laughs> You know, kind of make fun of you know. It was it was just like just mockery. I was just I was a huge mocker. Yeah, um, still are. And all it's still to a limit, to a limit. I have I have my limits now. It's more contained. But but at the time, you know, all of these guys were saved, and uh, they would invite me out to church. And I'm like, nah, I'm not doing it. I can't. I'm. Not, it's not for me, because I grew up a Jehovah's Witness, and that's a that's another that's another story for another day which would be a good one to dive into man Jehovah's Witness yeah 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 there's a lot of, there's a lot you of know. stuff to unpack there but um we grew up Jehovah's Witness and then once we separated once my my mother separated from my younger sister's dad we kind of got out of that and um and I didn't want really anything to do with religion or anything like that so it kind of had a I had a bad taste in my mouth and anyway so me and the wife, you know, after that deployment, things transpired and it was really downhill. And we got into a really big argument. And I remember we were in a briefing and uh, me and Morty were in the same duty section. And he could, he saw me and he could tell that there was something wrong. And he was like, hey, bro, is everything all right? And I was like, no, not at all. He's like, um, look, I know this may be like a, a far shot, but would you, would you mind if I prayed with you? And, you know, I'm like, you know, what? why? What is? And then I, I came to the conclusion that, you know what? What could it hurt, right? Right, yeah. And so uh, me and him, we stepped into a fan room, and he prayed for me. And um, 
I want to say at that time, God, God met us in that, in that fan room and, uh, he began to do a, a work in my life. And, um, I can't say that I was instantly changed, but it, 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 it gave me a spark. It was like a, a spark in my, in my heart. Yeah. And so that, that same night I remember going home and we had an old Bible in the house and uh, I picked it up and I, and I started to read and I, and I read a verse that said, uh, if a man looks at a woman in lust, he's already committed adultery in his heart. Mm-hmm. And I remember reading that and I was like, man, if you just look at a woman and mm-hmm. like, and, begin you, to... and I, and I begin to meditate on that. I'm like, mm. wow, I'm jacked up here. And so I kept reading and I'm like, boom, I'm jacked up here. Boom. I'm jacked up here. And I just kept going down the list. And I'm like, man, my entire life, I've been comparing myself to other people. Like most people do, right. you look at other people and you say, you know, well, I'm I'm not as bad as that guy, or I'm I, I don't I don't kill people, or I don't rob, or I, you know, I don't I don't do this, I don't do that. The Just comparison com- game. Compa- playing the comparison game, and it's yeah. a dangerous game when you're comparing yourself to other people who are jacked up. It is, and it's not up until you stay in your own lane, right, that you see yourself for who you really are. Exactly, and then so as I'm reading, as I'm reading, I'm realizing like I've been I've been kind of you know, judging myself off of other people instead of God, because God has a whole nother list of standards. Mm-hmm. And so I realized how jacked up I actually was. And so, you know, I, I, w- I would keep reading. And then um, uh, I remember it was it was sometime down the line because uh, he didn't invite us. He, he invited us out to church, but we didn't. We were, we were a little resilient to go. But um, I think uh, when was it? Uh, around October at some time, mm-hmm. our boys were playing football. Yeah, yeah. Our, our boy, you were, you had transfer commands. Yeah, I went to Oceana. You were in Oceana. So yeah. I'm following you again. Yeah, we ended up. <laughs> so it was we ended from up Queens, in the same place again. <laughs> from Queens to the, the Iwo Jima to Oceana, right? So now Still we're in Oceana. We really didn't know each other either. No, not really. It wasn't up until Oceana that, that we, we got really, closer. Yeah, because our boys started playing football right. together, man. And the boys are eight, were eight years old. Yeah, yeah. Like eight or nine years old. Yeah. You know? They were out there running around, looking lost, like, looking like space balls, <laughs> <laughs> giant helmets bumping into each yeah, other. He hasn't. My oldest hasn't played football since. He really didn't care for it. But you know, it is what it is. But um, from there, like we started cultivating a relationship, and I remember uh, you gave us an invitation out to church. You said, "Hey, you know, why don't you and the wife come out to church?" And I, you know, I was still kind of a little resilient, and I went home and asked the wife. I said, "Hey, you know, babe, you know." Uh, Ernie invited us out to the Potter's house. Do you do you do you want to go? And she said she said sure. So I'm like, all right, whatever. So we went, and uh, it was around October time frame. And I and I remember we both got saved on the on the same day. Mm-hmm. And um, uh, from that moment, God began to do a work in our lives. Yeah, and man. and fast forward now, we're 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 married for. 12 years in our 13th year of marriage come on four beautiful kids yeah. i'm in my right mind i'm in the, i'm in the place where i know god wants me to be and it's and it's been a journey you know mm-hmm. and and that, that's like the biggest part of my testimony is how god began to work in my marriage and how he began to change myself he changed my wife yeah and and then that blessing rolled down to my kids and and i could just see the 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 blessing of god on my life and and it all started with what he did in my marriage, yeah, and 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 you are you have a similar story as well. 
because you were on the rocks as well. That's right, man. And so once God touched my marriage and I got interested, I said, God, if if I give you more, what what more can you do in my life? Mm -hmm. And now if you look at me now and who I was, uh, man, 10 years ago, 10 years ago, like I'm a completely different person. That's right. My wife's completely different. And I think our, our future has been forever changed you know, because God got involved in our life. Amen, bro. That's right, man. And and so you as a listener, this is who we are, man. This right here is raw and unfiltered. And um, and if you were to join us in life's journey, you know, and listen in on the different things and different topics that we tackle, this is the lens that we tackle them through. This right. is the lens that we process life through, you know, and that's um, God's redeeming power. God is a God of second chances. We are not perfect by any means necessary. By any means. We are human, bro. We are works in progress. Oh, jeez. We have not arrived. <laughs> you ain't lying, man. We have I'm not over, arrived. I'm over here running this race. I got scrapes and bruises on my knees from Bruh. falling so many times. <laughs> Yo. <laughs> Some battle wounds, man. Yeah, I got scars on my back from the different rebukes, lashes, you know? Right. <laughs> Dude, it's, it's, been, it's been a journey, man. And um, yeah, like Ernie said, it's just... We're just men that uh, we're 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 men that have been redeemed, saved, born again, and, and we have a, a new outlook on life. We see we see and we process life through the through the lens of Christ, and um, we're just normal guys. And I, I know that I think this podcast can help because there's a lot of um, misconceptions misconceptions that are out there in the world. Yeah, one hundred percent. Whenever you, they meet someone that says that they're a Christian, oh man, it's automatic like like oh you're people a Bible throw up thumper, a, yeah. or you're you're very critical. They throw up a guard, judgmental, right. legalistic, you know. Right. And, man, and it's not like that at all. My goodness, bro. And I think you know we we didn't start this podcast with uh, selfish motives or you know at starting it as a means to kind of inflate ourselves or anything of that yeah, nature. Yeah, no, not, not super It wasn't planned. Or nothing. It wasn't even planned, man. It's it just, just something that kind of just... Just came up, and you know what? We we always kind of met. It. God, God bless us with this house, and I have a detached garage, and yeah, I've turned it into a little man cave, and so this is where a lot of the conversation started to stem from. Yeah. And uh, we, we have the means. I have the, the location. So I'm like, man, we all kind of just came up with this where it's like, hey... This would be a good idea, man. Yeah, you know, and giving insight to anyone else that's out there uh, living in this world, whether you believe in God or not, you could. You just heard the testimonies of myself and Raymond. Um, this this is who who we are now, but it's not, and it's not who we used to be. You know, we used to be in the world. We used to be. I used to be addicted to cocaine and methamphetamine, and giving myself to alcohol. And different women and and marijuana, you know, and same. so and same with 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 Raymond, and so but that's not who we are now. That's not the life that I live now. Right. Uh, what do I look like? Still addicted to cocaine and raising a teenager, man. Right. That's, that's that's scary right there. Yeah. You know, God but, is but, good. What He's done, man, with us. That's right, and you know what? It's it's not exclusive to us. No, this isn't an elite mm-hmm. exclusive group. This is available to so anybody, not just men. Like we we have a lot of men on our show and both myself and Ernie are men but I think oh. <laughs> but I think there's a, a I think there are many lessons or you know it's just something nuggets that people can take from the conversations that we have 
whether you're a, a man, woman, or, or a child, a teenager. Yeah, that's I think right. everybody can get something from what we're talking about here because this is real life. Yeah, you know? that's right. This is unfiltered. It's, it's not scripted. We will do our best to, you know, in the future episodes, depending on what the topic that we want to tackle. So we don't we don't waste your time as a listener and we don't trail off into a rabbit hole. You, right. We're, we're going to have some sort of structure of what we're, we're talking about. But, um, you know, for the most part, this is uh, this is unscripted. You know, we're just, just raw. Men, you know, and this is the raw reaction of what you're hearing concerning whatever the topic is or whatever the theme is. And the the hope is to one day be able to interview prominent leaders and pastors within our church, yeah. you know, and sit down and ask them, glean from their wisdom yeah. of life, you know, and stuff like Just that. Get different and, insights, man. Yeah, yeah, get different insights. And you know what? You as the uh, the listener have an opportunity to participate in that also uh, by giving us feedback, right? We would love it. Oh, yeah. Once we again, those it. emails, the e- emails, podcast at gmail.com. At gmail. And then also you can send us a D-mail. Uh, a D-mail. What is a D-mail? <laughs> you can send us a DM on Twitter at the, the KTV Podcast. podcast. Yep. So don't forget to uh, hit us up on the socials and, and drop follows so we can get your feedback. And we'd love to keep you guys plugged in. Um, that's pretty much all I have. Yeah, I, I don't I don't want to say anything else to add on to this, man, because this is this is pretty good right here. You know, and this this is uh this is this is who we are. All right. This is us. This is us unfiltered. And um, so follow us on on life's life's journey. All right. Yep. And I think that's it. Right. I think that's it. KTV out. Later.